Before we begin this week's show, I do have some prayer requests and updates. The first is Michael, last initial T. Uh, Michael was a senior student of mine when I taught uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophies. Such an amazing, caring, and loving being. I mean, genuinely uh, compassionate. Just, just an incredible being that you want to be around all the time. Well, I recently found out that Michael has been suffering with MS symptoms. He has not been diagnosed with MS, but he has been in excruciating pain since January and has not been able to work since January. Um, Michael is not taking any pain medication because, you know, he's relying on his uh, Buddhist training and practices, which he is highly efficient at to combat the pain. And I beyond applaud him for even attempting to do that. That's very difficult with such pain. So let's please keep Michael in our thoughts and in our prayers that he will be healed and that the pain will go away. Next is my Uncle Clyde, who is Elaine's brother. Uh, he was admitted to the hospital yesterday through the emergency room with uh, blood pressure issues. I know that seems to be running around these days. Um, his blood pressure was shooting up very high and his pulse rate was going very low. Uh, he has had heart issues, uh, but for whatever reason, his doctor um, is putting off doing anything. So we pray that uh, Uncle Clyde will get through this and will get the healing and the care that he needs and his heart is able to bounce back and um, he's able to get back to the best of health. Next, we have Bob. I've been talking about Bob for quite some time. He has stage two follicular lymphoma. He's going to have treatment, uh, radiation treatment for six months and then reevaluation. I shouldn't say radiation, but I guess it's a type because it's, it's done with drugs. Um, he just had a port put in Thursday, and it looks pretty gnarly, and bless his heart, I'm, we are definitely praying for him. And then the Monday, this coming Monday, he begins treatment. So he's going to be on two cancer drugs, Rituxin, he's, or Rituxin, excuse me, he's going to have once a week, and Bendamustine, he'll be taking twice a week. So let's please keep Bob in our thoughts, in our prayers, that he heals quickly and fully. Next, Elaine, my mother, Elaine, she is always in need of prayer. She's still combating issues with her lungs. And of course, you know, with stress going on with everything her husband, Bob, is going through. I mean, that's that's a lot. So let's please keep Elaine in our thoughts and in our prayers. Uh, next is Kathy. I mentioned Kathy last week as well as on previous shows. Um, Kathy's CT scan recently for cancer has come back completely clear. Let's Pray that that stays clear and that Kathy is finally able to start healing and recovering. She has some kind of debilitating, um, I don't want to say disease, it's pretty much genetic, um, we'll, we'll say disorder. She has a, a debilitating disorder that affects pretty much every organ in her body. She has an issue with every organ in her body. Um, so let's please keep Kathy in our thoughts, prayers, and in our heart. Next is Megan, Molly, and Gwen. I just received fantastic news that our prayers have been answered. Megan did get the townhome. She may get to move in as early as next week. Um, 
So let's please keep them in our hearts, thoughts, and prayers that everything continues to go well and that she is able to get into the townhome next week and that the resources for moving are provided uh, by some miracle because it's just her and her girls. Um, that some by some miracle, moving resources are provided. They get moved in, settled in, and can begin their lives anew. And finally, last but certainly not least, are our dear friends and sisters, Emma and Jean. Again, not related, just two amazing beings that do so much for so many people. Emma has recently started teaching Sunday school and is really enjoying that at, I believe, the ripe old age of, or young age of 83. She's such an amazing being, and so is Jean. Jean, I always mention, is, you know, every time she sees my wife or me, she always has uh, prayer cards or am, uh, prayer medals or booklets or something that she's got to give us. And, and she's just truly an amazing being. Both of these ladies are perfect examples of living your faith, and we can all learn so much from them. It's Please keep them in our thoughts, hearts, and prayers that they can continue on as long as possible helping others. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. I firmly believe that the divine works through people to help us every day. These angels and saints are so very humble. Many of us don't know they exist or existed. Hello, my name is Angel, and I'll be your host as we explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray that you all are doing and feeling as well as possible and that you all are blessed and realize that you all are blessed and that you are part of the divine and the divine is always part of you. If you're new to the show, thank you so very much for finding us. It is my deepest and sincerest hope and prayer that you find everything you're searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast here and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for all of your support. You all are the reason why this show is here and continues to be here. Gratias ago Deo Patre, Mike Cantor is here, goom. <laughs> you guys might think I just had a stroke, but that was my ill attempt at Latin. That means, thank God, Father Mike Cantor is back. <laughs> and no, I'm not studying Latin. That's that's a, a one and done for me. So that's why I only do one show a week. <laughs> so we are so, so happy to have uh, Father Mike back. If you all should be familiar with Father Mike. If you're not, oh my, oh, you're in my prayers. <laughs> uh, go back to episode one of this season. You're just probably the last seven or eight episodes of last season, and you'll know 
all about Father Mike, or just keep listening because I talk about him all the time. So uh, Father Mike has blessed us by coming back. Uh, he, uh, I gave his background last time, uh, so I won't go through that spiel again, but all the information will be in the uh, show notes. Uh, but he also has a background in clinical psychology and addiction recovery. He is the host, producer, creator, everything in one uh, for the amazing, truly amazing podcast, Logic in the Bible, and Hello to Soul Ministries. And I want to give a medical disclaimer before we begin. Everything Father Mike and I will be talking about today is coming from our personal perspectives um, as clergy and, and just human beings. Uh, we are not medical doctors. We're not trained medical doctors. We don't play medical doctors on podcast. Uh, so do not take anything we say as medical advice. We strongly recommend and strongly urge everyone to seek medical help uh, when they need to. And we'll be talking about that a little bit in today's podcast. Uh, so today's topic is going to be a healthy mind, body, and soul. Those of you who are longtime listeners or know of the Father Mike podcast that we had uh, for episode one, know that we talked about a lot of things. Again, if you haven't listened to that, go back because that was a five-star buffet of deliciousness. I mean, as I've said many times after that show is, there are so many shows in that one show that you could take that, break it down and unpack so, so much. Um, so we talked about um, having you know, working on our mental health and things of that nature and self-love and, and things of that nature. And we're going to expand on that today. And, you know, what is it, does it mean to have a healthy mind, body, and soul? Because I'm sure everybody has a different view on that. Um, and we're just going to kind of give you our take on it and share some things and um, see if we can be of help. So we'll start with healthy mind, you know, a, you know, what are you feeding or exposing your mind to? Um, you know, some of the things I was pointing out is media, online, TV, music, Netflix, Hulu, etc. All of those things uh, that we expose our mind to, our minds are like sponges. Um, and everything we expose to it affects us. You know, it, it becomes, um, you know, what we are or what we want to be. So what do you want to be? I mean, look at that, analyze that. Um, you know, you have to be very careful of what you surround yourself with. You know, if you're going through a dark time, you definitely don't want to be exposing yourself to dark things. You want to do your level best to do just the opposite. Expose yourself to as many positive things as possible that will help, you know, pull you out of that. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to Father Mike now and get uh, his take on uh, healthy mind. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on again. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Mental health is is something that I have a bit of a passion on and um, experience myself. So um, from a, a first person perspective, I think 
having a healthy mind doesn't mean that you don't have a disability or depression or um, a disorder of some sort. I think having a healthy mind is centered around how we look and perceive ourselves and perceive the world around us. Um, having, I think being healthy means you're having a positive outlook on the world around you, on your own life, on um, and personal satisfaction, um, things like that. And if we're not feeling those things, if we're not feeling this uh, universal love um, within ourselves, then uh, our thoughts are going to be ordered differently. And um our thoughts really do control our reality, right? So if we're constantly having negative thoughts about things, um, making judgments about people, uh, making judgments about ourselves, uh, then our mind is not necessarily healthy. Um, if we're not giving ourselves a break, if we're always angry, if we're um, holding, angry at ourselves or angry at other people um our brain re kind of rewires itself to fit that kind of worldview and outlook and sometimes uh we need help to break through some of that right um i think we need assistance whether it be from um a therapist or a good friend who knows how to who knows you and can call you out on some things um really we we know who we are as human beings in relationship to other people um in relationship to other things uh so i think striving to have a healthy mind um should be a big part of our our everyday life um and not just just the mind it's it's psychosocial spiritual right so it's it's our mind it's our environments the people that we live with it's our um spiritual life all need to come into um i don't know coalescence <laughs> um to create the the, the self-actualized human being and i think when we're putting trash in our brain um with all of the negativity that we see in the media and in movies and sometimes in church um then what's going to come out of us is trash right um what we're going to think about will be trash and we have to take those trash thoughts and kind of put them in compactor and put them aside because they're not really conducive to living a healthy life that made any sense <laughs> oh definitely definitely a amen it's it's just just you know as you said especially with the way everything's going now these days i mean every generation can say their generation had it rough but you know it just seems like things are coming more unwound and so many people these days don't have faith or don't have uh, didn't have a good upbringing or any upbringing at all did you know broken homes you know parents one parent no parents raised by grandparents or whoever and they don't have the skills uh, to to know how to adequately you know they they allow the music 
in media and movies to program them to how they believe things should be. And that's, that's totally not how things should be, you know, and faith plays such a major role in helping people in, you know, as our jobs as clergy are to try to help people, um, you know, as lovingly as we possibly can. Um, you know, our, our vocation is love, uh, to yeah. love everyone, you know, as, as Jesus did in, and does. And, you know, it's hard for some people to understand that, but, you know, I, you know, firmly believe that people can, you know, turn things around. And that's not to say that, you know, like you said, if something it's with mental health, if you have uh, some kind of disorder or illness or something like that, then even more, it's important to seek help and get that help you need and to not be afraid to reach out and get mm -hmm. that help, you know? Yeah, I was um, just thinking about that. If uh, and it's not, I I don't want people to think that I'm against television uh, or movies right, or right. music. Um, I think all art has a place, right? Um, even contemporary modern sculpture art, which I'm not personally a fan of, but it has a place. <laughs> um, and so. <clears throat> But excuse me, but what I'm talking about is is go and see your the movies and watch television, but make sure you're putting programming and make sure the programming that's going in it is has some quality and substance and good messaging. Um I don't watch horror movies, um, mostly because I don't like to be afraid. <laughs> uh, but I don't like things jumping out at me. But I also don't like to see all the blood and the violence and so yes i've seen all of the saw movies <laughs> and oh my i've seen <laughs> horror wow. and you've upped me like on that, that one <laughs> <laughs> i um, haven't even seen the saw movies <laughs> oh yeah it does. but uh if you want to talk about mental health um, oh my <laughs> yes yes it's yeah it's a, a mind that put that those movies together um yeah. but it's uh Sorry, I um so it's 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 about making sure the content that you put in outweighs the negative content, right? right? Um so that we see that there is a positivity. We we tend when we're saying a bunch of bad stuff all the time, it's going to give us a view that everything is bad, right? When I worked uh as an EMT, <laughs> um and police officers, when we see the, the the lowest of the low and people in constant pain all the time, um, it changes our outlook on the world, right? Uh, it changes how you see people in the day to day, and so you have to find ways for for self care, right? You have to find ways that help you remember that humanity is a beautiful thing. Um, and that there's still some good in it, right? So, like, for EMTs, EMTs, a good thing is always to, like, go to the, the pediatrics ward for a minute and remember and look at the babies, have a baby moment. Right. Um, and uh, police officers have to go to a place where it's, it's 
fun and exciting and people aren't committing crimes everywhere and they can see that not everybody is a, a horrible person that they come in contact with um because it, it really does how we focus our mind has an effect on our perceptions and not not only that but our body right negative thoughts and negativity really affect our physiology um if we're sad and sad and angry people um chances are you're probably not necessarily going to be sitting up and standing up straight and um you're going to have probably some like hypertension um and be stressed out all the time so doing things to relieve your body let your body to relax will help your mind relax um but it really just comes down to to loving loving oneself and again i can't express enough get getting the help that you need to get to that point if you if you need it right um i was a, a peer counselor in high school and so what i did was i, I was trained to um, actually sit and talk with people with students other students about uh bad grades what was going on at home <clears throat> excuse me anything that was like just kind of bothering them or uh, every everything from again bad grades to to being abused and uh, suicidal ideations and um i think programs like that are very important uh peer counseling programs because it allows kids to talk to each other and have somebody actually be trained in that discussion right uh knowing and the biggest thing especially for clergy is knowing when to say this is out of my scope i'm i'm out of my depth here and here's some resources for you right and different different people can go different lengths with that right depending on their education and background and uh, comfortability um but it is really important for because most clergy are don't you're right don't have the psychology background uh don't have don't have an understanding of what makes people so peopley sometimes <laughs> um and how to to kind of help people sort through and uh, god bless it but they want to always go to scripture say scripture scripture will help you deal with this right and oftentimes it doesn't <laughs> um it, it doesn't i mean it tells us how to respond to people who are having mental health who are in mental health crisis or have um, are having problems but it doesn't tell us like how to talk to them or um necessarily how to like walk alongside them and help them understand and help them to understand what is going on within them that's making them feel this way right um so i mean scripture is great for a lot of things but it is not a, a diagnostic manual or a clinical psychology manual um but it, it's great for realizing that we need to come alongside everybody with compassion and if we're coming along every everybody else with compassion we need to treat ourselves ourselves with compassion right so self-care is just as important <laughs> as um 
caring for everybody else and self-care helps you to realize that hey maybe i need i need to step away from this because i'm getting too angry or i need to take this out of my life because it's causing me so much stress um and then also like part of self-care should be a, a a prayerful or contemplative part of your life um i know i like to Every once in a while, I'll do the daily office and just kind of center myself uh, prayerfully or and realize what's going on within myself and and through meditation, um, which is helpful also. But uh, I mean, I I take medication for for mental health, for mental health things. Um, and I think we so all do. I. We, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah. So I mean, I have horrible anxiety, uh, and I have like autism and ADD and all of these things that just make life sometimes very, very overwhelming. Um, and it's it's helpful when I have p- supportive people around me, um, and I'm not watching 24 hours worth of news, and I'm not <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Right um or like when things are happening financially it's like well this this is this needs to be taken care of but i have to also realize i i need to sit back and <laughs> recognize that everything is ordered for a reason in the universe right um the struggles that i have are um not because God wants me to struggle, but because I've made choices in my life that help lead to struggle, right? Um, but it's because there's something in this that I'm sure I have to learn, <laughs> um, whether uh, whether I know, know what it is now or not. Um, so, I mean, in everything, so part of having a healthy mind is realizing that in everything, um, there's something to be learned and to use it as an opportunity as opposed to a curse. Um, it it took me a long time to realize that my differences for being autistic were more of a gift than they were of a curse. Um, I can be compassionate. Uh, I can be very focused on on certain people and things, and and that's and even though I may not be really great in social situations, or I may be anxious about things, um, doing things to, to to put myself in those situations to get over it um, is helpful. So I think I got off track. Oh, no, no, that was that. Thank you for sharing that, because that gives everybody, you know, a a personal look into it. I mean, with mine, it was PTSD. Um, Mm -hmm. I was abused from the age of six to 12, mentally and physically, um, beaten quite often. And um, I thought with 45 years of meditation that I had worked through all that garbage, but uh, with my heart incidents, um, it kind of brought that back up or 
stirred the mud around um, in that clear water or cloudy water, at least I had in my mind. Uh, and then compounded with, you know, the trauma of just the whole heart situation, the surgeries, uh, the recovery, which was definitely hell in and of itself. Um, and then just, you know, being told that, you know, well, with your heart condition, you shouldn't be alive. And now that you are alive, you probably got five to 10 years to live, you know, kind of stamp, enjoy, goodbye, you know, and it's, it just got to be so overwhelming that my, when I would go to a doctor's appointment, uh, because I've had a lot of work done with my eyes too, because I have diabetic retinopathy, um, it would get to the point to where when I would go to a doctor's visit, I would be just uncontrollably shaking. Like I had Parkinson's. My mind was fine, mm-hmm. but my body was just totally losing it. And I'm like, what's going on? There's, I've never experienced this before. It's really weird. Uh, but, you know, I come from an upbringing in a generation where um, real men take care of it themselves. Real men buck up and just keep going. You know, real men are like John Wayne, um, you know, from the Westerns, not, not the John Wayne from the Quiet Man movie, you know. And real right. men are like Clint Eastwood, uh, Clint Eastwood from the Spaghetti Western movies, not the Clint Eastwood from the Bridges of Madison County. You know, they want to overlook that. You are to be this, you know. And, you know, there is, it's just the opposite of that. Real men, real people, real women, real whoever you identify with or don't identify with or as, real people get help. You know, you've got to, as Father Mike said, that self-love. And I'm not, we're not talking about an ego or pride uh, way of self. We're talking about care, about genuine love for yourself and love for others. I mean, as Jesus taught and walked and lived and breathed in as we are to carry on today, whether we're of clergy or of not, you know, we, we all are the hands and feet of the divine, you know, and you can't, as Father Mike said, such in an awesome ways in the last time he was on the show it was that you can't do that if you yourself are in need if you are a glass that's empty you can't fill somebody else's cup or glass you've got to start with you it's great to be ambitious and want to help others but i think all too often we use that i know i did we use that as a way of getting away from our issues and not focusing right. on our issues. If I'm helping somebody else, then this is what I need to do. I need to help, 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 and do, 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 and not focus on me. But we, as Father Mike said, we need to know when and that it's okay to step back, take some time for ourselves. Yeah, there's bills that need to be paid. There's this and there's that there's always going to be Mm -hmm. our lives are very limited. And in the whole scope of things, our lives are very short. I mean, if you just right now think of an incident that happened 20 years ago, it seems like it was just yesterday. That's how quick our time goes. And every moment is so very precious. I say this all the time, you know, 
um, because we don't know when our next moment is our last moment. And we're, our next breath, next moment, our now is not guaranteed. So it's important that we do everything we can because as Father Mike was saying, everything affects us, mental affects physical affects spiritual and it's a cycle it goes around like i found out that the heart affects your whole entire body and your entire body affects your heart what happens to one happens to all and it's just you know it's a constant domino effect and you know it's important that we know that we can pull back catch our breath get the help we need there is um help out there. I know it's very difficult right now uh, for people to get therapy appointments because therapists are overwhelmed, but there are hotlines. And towards mm -hmm. the end of the show, I'll give some information and phone numbers on that that are 24-hour helplines that you can call if you need help. Don't hesitate. Our world is in such a mess. And again, as I always say, everybody says that for every generation, but um, suicide rates are just unbound. It's just astounding how many people are taking their lives. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, those of you who live in the States know that uh, Naomi Judd just recently took her own life after a very, very long battle uh, with mental health issues. And she was getting the best of help, um, but it just became too much for her. But don't get that way. Don't let yourself get that way. Surround yourself. As Father Mike said, surround yourself with people who love you and good people. Um, get involved with your with your clergy. Uh, Father Mike is here and I'm here. We're here to do everything we can to help you. And as Father Mike said, if you know, we know our limits. So if it's something we can't help you with, we'll direct you to somebody that can help you or something that can help you. Um, you know, as clergy, we, we can't answer everything because we're not, you know, we're not trained doctors, even trained doctors can't answer everything. So I firmly right. believe it's best to have that mix. If you have the faith, you know, a good clergy person, uh, and then you have a good doctor and put that together, you're, you'll, you'll get a long way and you'll get some great, great help. Yeah, I think, I think combining the two uh is always good the the need for having a support system i know that um i mean i've i've had suicidal thoughts um i attempted suicide a couple of times and what helped me was setting up a system right uh, when I started feeling depressed or like it was going to go in that direction i had a phone tree um, and I would just call people on the phone tree until someone would, would talk to me, um, make, making sure I spoke with somebody about how I was feeling and what I was thinking about doing. Um, cause sometimes, sometimes when you're in that space, uh, and it seems so incredibly dark and you, there's not even a glimmer of hope or light. It, it's helpful to have somebody show you that there is hope. Um, people do care. It's like most statistically, most people who attempt suicide don't actually want to die. Most people who attempt suicide are calling out for help. Um, 
And that's an important thing to know, whether whether you suffer from depression and suicidal ideations or if you're around people who um, may be depressed or, or having suicidal ideations. If they're having those thoughts and they're telling you, they're asking for help. Um, and that's an important thing to remember um, because the percentage of people who do actually have a successful um, suicide event never said anything to anybody. Um, they internalized it um, and planned everything and set up a trigger. There's um, there's seven points uh, that psychologists and counselors use to see if you're going, it's a, called a risk assessment. Um, that they use to see if you're going to, if you're in jeopardy of harming yourself within 24 to, to 48 hours. Um, and so you, if people have a time that they're going to do it, if they have a trigger event that they're going to, um, like if the, if one more thing happens, I'm going to do this. If they have the, the tool, the mechanism to do it, if they have a plan, um, People start giving away all of their belongings. <laughs> uh, so these are these are things to to look out look at because the person is seriously in danger and they're going to try and do something. Um, but if we can get to them before that happens, um, we could we could save lives. Um, and making sure that if you're not equipped to deal with somebody who is in that state. Um, all you have to do is listen <laughs> um and and also all call 911 if you think that somebody is is at risk right um have somebody else call 911 try not to <laughs> get off the phone with them right but generally just talking about what's going on and why they feel so dark um and that in the dark and twisty place, um, will be will be all the help that's that's really needed. And then they they need they need to see a counselor um, to sort through what's what's going on, um, and maybe maybe be medicated to be to stabilize. I am I personally am not a fan of medication. Um, <clears throat> however. I think sometimes medication is necessary to get you to a place where you can think about what needs to happen. Because when we're going through it in the middle of it, then we're not thinking about the reasons why something may be happening. So getting your, your brain chemistry to a place where you can order your thoughts and understand yourself better and do the work necessary to kind of help heal then um, maybe at some point you can cut back on those medications because you'll have the tools necessary to be able to, to, to deal with your life. And that's, that's part of your self-care. And then there's also people who are going to be on medication forever um, because that's just how their brain chemistry works. And for those people, it's okay too. I'm not making any judgments on whether somebody right. is taking medication or not. Um, Again, I take medication, so um, I'm not going to be hypocritical about that. But um, try, I say, try to use it as much as possible to to stabilize 
so that you can get yourself out of out of the hole you feel you're in and think about the rest of your life and what where you want to go and make make plans right <laughs> it's a lot of people get depressed because they feel like the world is falling apart so we have i said this last time and, and i've said it before but we have the power to create right we can create our experience and if we're if we don't have hope and i i know it's easier said than done <laughs> if we don't have hope find something to hope for right mm-hmm. create create a plan so and that's it's all part of care and mental health and and if you're if people don't know somebody who has had mental health issues or uh, has never experienced in their in their life then um, it's going to be difficult to understand um, so I and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit is some people just don't understand they feel they have normal ups and downs they don't but they don't get that sometimes you just can't get out of bed (laughs) um sometimes it just it's a cloud it's a cloudy day inside and outside and um you just are frozen sometimes in what your environment is uh your mental environment and they're not they're not going to get it um and i think that those people need resources also, right? They need to um, learn about mental health a little bit. Uh, so if, if, if you have uh, mental health issues, talk about it. The more we talk about it and create awareness around it, um, the better things we'll get for uh, services and acceptance and understanding. Um, we have in this country <laughs> are really horrible with mental health um we have stigmas around it we have um just this idea that people with everybody who has a mental mental health issue is crazy (laughs) um or they see homeless people on the street and think that's that's what it is um for everybody and it's like no it's it's varying degrees um everybody is different everybody's situation and and uh challenges are different um because that's all it is it's it's another challenge um for us to to figure out how to overcome in our life um and it's i think i think what's important to realize is that mental health is a challenge for us to be able to learn how to ask for help and for others to learn how to give help um and so in that it's like we can take that spiritual spiritual look um and realize it's i know that i have a problem asking for help in my normal life (laughs) so this forces me to ask people for help it forces me to talk to people about what's going on um it forces me to externalize my internal world, uh, which is all very healthy. <laughs> um, 
but sometimes society it feels like society doesn't support that doesn't support self-expression um or not self-expression but expression of emotions and, and our feelings and having those conversations because we want to have this very sterile view of life i think in the western culture at least so i completely agree i mean and as you pointed out with media one thing is, is it's how they want you to feel mm -hmm. you know you should feel this way if you don't feel this way then there's something wrong with you and that's totally not true don't feel that you're wrong because you're not feeling the way everybody else is feeling or the way they want you to believe everybody's feeling, you know, um, it's kind of like a way of, they try to control the masses, you know, by different stories and different uh, news clips and different words and phrases that they say uh, that are catchphrases that you end up finding yourself repeating, which is shows you how, your mind can sponge something up so quickly and take it into who you are uh, so quickly. So everybody, you know, yes, we are all children of God, children of the divine, but each, he, you know, it made us, each and every one of us unique. Yes, 99.9% .9 of all of our DNA is the same, regardless of our race, you know, whatever, but that one-tenth of a percent makes each and every one of us who we are that uniqueness so remember that you're not someone none of us are someone that can be or should be placed in a box with label x on it right we are beyond that you know and that's what our culture is hammering through so much is that you need to fit in this box everybody that believes this needs to go in this box Everybody believes in this needs to go in the trash because they're worthless. They're unworthy. They're, you know, they're garbage. Don't, you know, no, we've, we've got to get out of that. Um, and as father Mike said at the very beginning of the show is we've got, and he said in the other show as well, we've got to get out of this habit of judgment. And I know we all do. I, I do as well. I mean, if you see something that you know is wrong. Yes. I just did air quotes, you know, is wrong. <laughs> Um, and you point that out, um, it, it's, I mean, and, and psychologists will tell you, it's, you are pointing out something you have an issue within you that you either are concealing, hiding, or not wanting to, to focus on yourself. And I know that's difficult for us to, to understand, but we've got to get out of this judging others. You know, yeah. we've got to start loving people. Uh, as, as Father Mike said so well in that other episode, the first episode of this season, is that, you know, if you want to help somebody to change, try. If they don't want to change, step back and love them as they are. And I know that's difficult for us, but we also have to understand is, we're constantly pointing the fingers, this person, this person, this person, they don't believe this, they don't do that, this is wrong, that's wrong. We've got to step back and 
as Father Mike said, do the meditation, the contemplative meditation. No, I didn't say contemplative this time. The contemplative meditation and start walking like and with the mystics to that ultimate level. Ultimately, what does it matter? You know, ultimately, what does it matter? Relatively, here in this right now, this human existence, it upsets you. But, you know, and as Father Mike, I know he said in, in his show, I've heard one on one of his shows that, you know, whatever is bothering you right now, think about, is that thing going to bother you in next week, tomorrow, a year, five, 10 years from now? I mean, heck, we don't even know when we're, if we're going to be here five to 10 years from now, when we hope and pray, we, we all are, but, but we don't know. So why get hung up on these things? And that all affects your mental health as well. If you constantly think that the world is against you, constantly watch the news and media and um, all these other media sources, because we all are connected to our phones now. Um, and that's a shame for these upcoming generations because you know, my generation goes back to rotary landline phones and party lines <laughs> where when you picked up the phone, you had to, you shared a phone with other people that you didn't even know. So you had to make sure the phone line was open before you could even make a call. And I remember my, my father going off on people all the time. You've been on the phone for blah, 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 blah. I need to make a call. But there was something simpler about that time is that your mind was more open to nature, was more open to getting out, was more open to doing things, you know, going places, as Father Mike said, making plans. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with technology. It's, it's a, a blessing and it, it can be a help, but it can also be such a hindrance and such a, a rattlesnake. It can be poison. It can bite you click after click swipe after swipe and just infect you and make you get and you know with mental health it can make things worse so you have yeah. to be aware of that and kind of try to limit your time you know um the uh, orthodox byzantine eastern orthodox uh, do postinia where they you know take time whether it be once a month once a week whenever and just sit aside a day or days or times to just focus, you know, do like a meditation. They do not use media devices, no phones, no nothing. You just have, you know, some, you pre-plan this, you take some text that you want to study or a text you want to focus on, or even just a verse that you want to just focus on and, and contemplate and, that gets you really into that mystic groove. It gets you, it really opens your mind and clears your mind and detoxes you. And that's something we all need is that detox. Mm -hmm. In the Eastern ways, they call that a retreat. You know, you take a retreat. Um, you know, when I taught Buddhism and, and uh, Eastern philosophies, I was very adamant with my students on doing regular retreats. We would do group retreats. I would always emphasize private retreats. I would do one-on-one -on -one retreats. I even had my senior student once stay with me overnight. We did a 24-hour retreat. Um, and I did one with my teacher, which was absolutely one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. So 
try to do something like that. As Father Mike said, plan something, get out. You know, if you're in the upper hemisphere right now, then you're in summer. If you're south, then you're heading to winter. You know, you're getting into fall. So, you know, it's the ultimate time in the fall to get out and, and just enjoy nature. Um, just get some air, just breathe, yeah. unclog your mind. Um, you know, but it all, everything affects everything. And, and you know, if, if you're going through something, then chances are you are affecting or infecting those around you. And it goes the other way. If they're going through something, I mean, I know when my wife or my son's going through something, I can feel it. You know, I've been married for 35 years and been with my wife for 36 years. We were just, you know, twin flames, you know, we're, we're that connected. We can telepathically communicate, oh, wow. which is mm -hmm. kind of scary sometimes and finish, finish each other's, you know, thoughts and in, in sentences because it's almost like we're twins. Mm -hmm. uh, and my son, I mean, we, of course, those of you who have children, or even fur babies know that you're connected and they're connected to you. And they, a lot of times they'll know you're going through something before you do. That's mm -hmm. why we have therapy dogs that yeah. can tell when you're getting ready to have a seizure or an episode or a mental breakdown. They sense that, you know, diabetic, they can actually smell your sugar going up. They can mm -hmm. smell that. That's just it's insane. It's crazy. But again, you know, realizing that what you feel might be an issue or a problem might not just be in you. It might be your environment. It might be what you're exposing yourself to. And if you do some simple changes, um, as Father Mike and I always say, take those steps. Little steps add up to something huge, you know, and I know it's scary, especially if you feel you're going through so much and you're in such a dark place. It is so scary, but you've got to just take that step as i've always said on the show i've always used the phrase dig deep mm. you've got to dig deep i did the same thing i mean when i came home from the hospital i could barely walk my balance was off i was so messed up that you know i was pretty much told that this is how you're going to be this is the rest of your life you're not going to be able to work anymore you're not going to be able to take care of your family anymore. I'm the only person that drives in my household. So it was tearing me up, but I couldn't mm -hmm. drive my wife to work. I couldn't drive my son back and forth to work. I couldn't do anything that I used to do. And I had a moment where I felt sorry for myself and pity. Uh, but then I dug deep. I said, you know what? I, I, I'm not, this is not how I'm going to be. You know, they can say in statistics, this is what you are. Here's your box. Here's your label. I'm not that box and I'm not that label. So I right. dug deep and I fought my rear end off and worked so hard to not only get better, but to get better than I have ever been before. And today I'm in the best health of my entire life. This is going back to my teen years. So it can be done, everybody. It can be done. Just take steps. Be gentle. Right. Communicate with people. Talk with people. Uh, as Father Mike said, have that phone tree. Call people. Uh, Father Mike and I are always here for you guys. We always give our contact information. I, I especially do at the end of every show. Don't hesitate to reach out. Um, it's that first step. 
that, and that's the hardest thing is that first, if I know it was for me too, is getting help, yeah. realizing that, okay, yeah, this is PTSD and I can't correct this. What do I do? So I contacted my doctor and we talked and um, worked something out and I'm absolutely hundred percent better. And, you know, the thing with that was it was raising my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, here you go, a guy with heart failure, you know, I can be in the best shape of my life, but if my blood pressure's up, even on medication, that's I'm done. I, there's nothing I can do. So right. you know, that's all come down. So, you know, it, it just can't be done. Right. And well, and that's, that's the other thing too. It's like, we also need to take care of our bodies, right? Um, having a healthy diet, exercising as often Amen. as much as we can or able to. I mean, believe me, I know I need to exercise. <laughs> um, but again, it's like you were just saying, it's taking that first step, right? Um, and then keep going. Uh, I mean, I just did a cardiac stress test. Um, oh, and. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like I exercised, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, it was like you have to do the thing. Like, I don't like going to the doctor, but I know there's things going on that I need to go to the doctor for, right? I need to figure out why my body is responding the way it is to the world. Um, and not not because I think the doctor can help me. But I think the doctors can help me identify what's going on because they're not going to fix it, right? They're, they're, Western medicine isn't designed to fix it, um, but they're going to help me understand it. They're going to help me like kind of do the investigative work to figure out what's going on with my body. And then I can do what I need to do to get myself back into the shape where I live in. I mean, our bodies are designed to basically live forever, live forever. So when there's dysfunction, it's because of some environmental thing, right? Um, Our environment affects our physical and our physical affects our, our mind and so on and so forth. And even the science, these right that's coming out right now is talking about um the gut brain uh connection too there are oh, more yeah. n- neurons in your stomach than in your brain <laughs> um and they're sending messages back and forth so sometimes and and they're finding it sometimes what we see as a mental health issue is actually a stomach issue um they been doing some experiments where they're disconnecting the the vagus nerve um and which is the nerve that sends um messages from the stomach to to the brain and uh in mice they found that these mice who had traumatic they they gave them traumatic events when they were younger had the mice grow severed the nerve and then um because they were having uh depression issues and um focus and things like that and so they severed the nerve and the mice actually recovered um (laughs) so and so they're also seeing it in humans um with with some with this new surgery so it's uh it's really interesting because our it's like oh trust your gut right um 
because mm. our, our stomach there's something going there's something about the connection so um yeah so it's like if if we're if we're not feeling well in our in our stomach or what's going on then we're not feeling well in our head too um absolutely so and that'll affect our mood and our outlook on life and uh, i know with my stomach issues it makes me not want to deal with people right um so yeah it's, i think so taking care of our bodies and and our physiology is important i mean we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience so our, our, our spirit doesn't have a mental health problem. Our spirit doesn't have a body problem, right? So that's all part of our human experience. And for whatever reason we're having the experience, whether we chose, chose it at part or um, it's the card dealt to us, um, I think that from the spiritual perspective we we realize that this life is short <laughs> we are eternal beings in the grand scheme of it the problems that we're facing now doesn't matter to our soul <laughs> um yeah. right so when i can realize that i'm more than just father mike here this this meat suit sitting sitting here talking to you all i'm more than that i'm more than my my mental differentness right um i know that i'm not like everybody else but i'm more than that i'm more than what i appear to be to to other people and everybody is. It's not just me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Right. Oh, I'm. I'm the greatest, right. right? We are all beautiful reflections of God, uh, pieces of the infinite, <laughs> um, scattered throughout the universe, right? We happen to coalesce into this mostly water and air <laughs> suit that we're walking around in, right? Right. So, I mean part of the, the, the biggest issue is depression right so the part of depression is is thinking that you're so small and insignificant and nothing matters but look at it looking at it from a spiritual perspective you're bigger than everything right you have control even though it doesn't feel like you do and sometimes taking back that control and finding help is what it takes that step. Um, we keep having a point, and <laughs> it keeps. I keep missing it. Um, but yeah, it's like you're bigger than you're. You're bigger than this. You're bigger than what's going on around you. Um, you're bigger than. You're more than what other people see you as right uh, regardless of of your personality or or anything else you're ah, beautiful creations of the infinite <laughs> um and i think that helps 
I know that helps me uh, to realize that that it's there's more than just this. I mean, I Absolutely. I haven't I haven't had a suicidal ideation in uh, over ten years <laughs> um, because I started realizing that I'm in control, and I also realized that the greatest gift I ever gave myself was giving myself permission to say no um and being okay with saying no i can't do that um i that's uh that's too much for me right now right right um and being okay with saying no because we live in a society where we want to say yes to everything we want to we want to make people happy by doing everything everybody asks you can't um that's why i say you you, you got to fill your cup up first right um and saying no is is a big part of that uh, right and being okay right and then forgiveness forgiving yourself forgiving others i mean we don't need to be giving other people so much real estate emotional real estate for be it the the peopleness uh that they commit right it's like we all do sometimes horrible things to each other i mean but we don't need to give that other person so much emotional real estate and continue to be so angry about it um or hurt it's like well okay just like with this whole host scotus thing right we don't need to be we we need to be angry right we need to but we need to channel that anger into action, right? And do something about it. If, if you're upset with your, your politicians or your spouse or anybody else, don't respond back in anger. Don't just, oh, I, I, I hate that person or I hate that organization or I hate blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, okay, well, what are you going to do to change it? Because if you continue saying that you just hate something, you're going to become a hateful person if you're not already. Um, because what we put into our brain and what we think about ourselves and the world around us is what comes out, right? Garbage in, garbage out. So right. if, if we're looking at things from a perspective of, okay, <clears throat> I'm not happy with this outcome what do I need to do to make <clears throat> to make it different and use it as a moment to empower you excuse me <clears throat> a moment to empower you empower you to change <clears throat> excuse me so I think um, how we look at the world really affects how we approach the world in our own self life and I think part of Self-care, again, is reordering and changing our thoughts and recognizing the thought behind the thought. Um, So what that means is I have a thought about somebody. I'll use the homeless person example. Um, I I see a homeless person on a street and I have a thought about them, about who they are, create my story, right? But then... You have to, part of self-awareness is, why do I have that thought? 
what am I afraid of? What do I dislike about that person? Is something that I dislike about that person something in me that I don't like about myself? Um, am I afraid of becoming this homeless person? Am I afraid of whatever, right? Um, so looking at the thought behind the thought, which is called the sponsoring thought, um, really gives helps us have more of a sense of self-awareness. And when we start becoming more aware of how our thoughts are ordered, we're able to, to change them uh, and realize, oh, so if, if I have this, this sponsoring thought about this person because of my own issue with something within myself, then what can I do for myself to change that? Um, and then when we start doing that, then our external world changes also. I, I, the next next homeless person I walk by, I don't have those same same negative thoughts or judgments. Um, and that's how we also know that we're growing. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. it's because we have a sense of self awareness. So, but I also think that like, if people don't know about um, mental health, or even if people want to learn more about mental health, I suggest. Have you ever heard of uh, NAMI? Yes. Um, I think NAMI is a great organization. Um, it's the what is this? The National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, and they have really great like classes and courses for people to to learn more about mental health and, and um, how to get help and how to advocate for help and things like that for people. So I suggest people and I when I say on my show, um, do your research. <laughs> don't don't just amen. Don't just listen to everything that I have to say. It's like right. Go learn it for yourself too. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's an old Eastern saying that says, with your mind, you create your thoughts and with your thoughts, you create your world. And that's exactly what you were just saying is that, you know, it starts with the, with the thought, it goes from there and comes from the mind and we can work on changing that. And, you know, definitely with mental health, as Father Mike was saying, you can contact a NAMI. I also have some information here that I would like to share uh, with it's United Way Helpline. It says, if you need assistance locating mental health resources, talking through a problem or exploring mental health treatment options, call 211 to speak with a live person who can help. It says 211 conversations are confidential, can be made anonymously, and are available in 180 languages upon request. So it's there, folks. It's as easy as dialing 211. You don't have to give your name information. I know it's a lot of problem with seeking help is you don't want people to know. You don't want, well, what if my employer finds out? What if uh, my wife finds out? What if my kids find out? What if so-and-so finds out? What if my mom finds out? You know, what if my friends find out? I don't want to be, as Father Mike was said, you know, everybody's got this stigma about mental health and, and it's just so wrong. And of course, that makes us fearful for taking that step and steps to get help. But 
-hmm. as it says here, you can do it anonymously. You don't have to give them your information. Just talk with someone. Um, Also, there's more information, National Suicide Prevention Hotline number or Lifeline number. And I'll have I'll have all this information in the show notes uh, is their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. Veterans Crisis Line. A lot of our veterans are suffering. I just recently spoke with a veteran who's going through a horrible divorce. uh, And I gave him this information. You can call. 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. So that's 1-800-273-8255. Crisis text line, where you can actually text what's going on. Uh, You text HOME to 741-741. The Trevor Lifeline for LGBTQ youth, call 1-866-488-7386. The trans lifeline for those who are trans that need help or going through hell, you can call 1-877-565-8860. Those are awesome. Yeah, this, uh, those are some great, great resources. I think that uh, anybody, I mean, there's help for everyone. There's help for everyone. Regardless of who you are, how you identify, there's help for everyone. Don't hesitate to to get that help. So do you have anything else to, to add, Father Mike? No. Um, I I just want to say thank you very much for having me on your show again. Uh, it is a great honor. You're welcome anytime. Pleasure. So <laughs> we can just make it the Father Mike and Angel show if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you, you do some good stuff on your show, and thank you. I, thank I you keep so. saying that my show is going to come out soon, but again, I'm I'm dealing. I had to realize that something is blocking me from uh, bringing out season two, um, and it's part of my own personal self reflection. But uh, yeah, I mean, it will come out. <laughs> season two will come out we are Uh, anxiously uh, awaiting patiently waiting (laughs) (laughs) with me me um yeah with with me my show has actually become part of my therapy it it, i i i live i live to do the show i i love it i love you i love the people i love everyone it's just it's a great way it's a great um just a a resource to connect Mm -hmm and share and, and love and you know it's, it's just it's beyond words it goes into that ultimate hemisphere you know it's it's just truly amazing it really is yeah well and I, I was just i was also just thinking about uh, my show on heaven and hell uh i talk a lot about mental health in that that episode mm. uh so if any of your listeners want to travel over to to my to logic in the bible I will have a link to that episode, everybody, in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. I'll definitely yeah. have a link. Uh, so you can just go straight to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I talk a lot about a lot about mental health and uh, in that episode and um, kind of how uh, we can create with with our mental state. Pretty much, we create hell um, in whatever vibrational form it exists, if it exists. 
Um, so yeah, the, 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 if you list, sorry. Uh, oh no, you're fine. If, if you all, yeah, just, that was uh, one of my favorite episodes. That, yeah. that was one of my favorite episodes. I mean, they're all favorite episodes. But that, <laughs> I love all my children, but that was I, I, ex exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell Jimmy you're my favorite. <laughs> and then you tell Jimmy, don't tell Sally you're my favorite. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, I think my favorite episode was uh, herstory. Um, oh yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I've got yeah. an episode coming up soon on uh, Mary Magdalene and um, the untold story mm. or the un mostly unknown story um and i you know directed a lot of people when that episode comes out to go to that episode of yours because it is just <sighs> phenomenal it, it really was yeah i didn't even get all the information that i want <laughs> that i wanted wow. that's my, that show what there I were so many shows in that one show you know you could do yeah. so many episodes just based on women just in that the bible yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's, you could do a yeah, whole there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was amazing. Um I, and I learned a lot. And that when I originally recorded that show before I edited it down, it was almost like two and a half hours <laughs> that I, I I cut out. So that's good though. I mean that that would have been really good, you know. You need to do uh, like but... a um uh, a Patreon thing where if people do Patreon for Father Mike, you get these the unedited, clips version. that, unedited versions oh man oh the, don't get me started <laughs> the, ra the random ramblings of crazy father mike love uh, it love it can't get enough of it yeah yeah definitely so uh, i guess we'll go ahead and close out here i i forgot <laughs> and i said that in the episode uh, or at the end of the episode last time father mike was here as i got so excited that he was here that i forgot to ask him to do our he do our closing prayer for us. And he has graciously agreed to give us a benediction and a closing prayer for today. So we'll let Father Mike do that and then we'll close out. Thank you. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to use um, probably non-gendered words for people. Um, and if you believe in God, let it be God. If you believe in whatever you believe in, um, this is pretty open. Uh, so, great creator of the universe, we thank you for the opportunity to come together and have this discussion that is so needed in our society today. I thank you for um, Angel. Thank you for the Faith and More podcast. And thank you. Thank you for our differences. Thank you, because it is our differences that make us part of this amazing cosmic spectrum that you've created. Let us have opportunities to love one another. Let us have opportunities to realize our own self-worth. And Creator God, just allow us to see the world with your eyes how perfect and amazing that we are and it is allow us to come together in your strength and in your grace to give ourselves grace to learn forgiveness of others and to be in a space with you that promotes joy and love and peace i pray that you 
I pray that you give those who need it the comfort that they need, those who want it, the compassion that is so necessary in our world. And if you, and Lord, I, I pray that you give it to them, give it to them through us, through all of us, through that we can be interconnected with each other, that we realize that there is no differences, there is no pain and suffering when we recognize that we can alleviate it for each other and all of us. Allow us to continue walking in light and love and peace. And thank you for our existence. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> One more thing before we press that big pause button for the week. Um, some of our longtime listeners have asked and requested a show on our furry or burlist loved ones. And I am so happy to do this and so very excited. And I want to do this as the season three finale show. I know, I know. That's still some episodes away, but better now so I can let you guys know because this is where I need everyone's help. I need you, I'm requesting, not needing, requesting that you please send me, email me stories of your furry or furless loved ones. Doesn't matter what type of baby you have, please share the story. It can be those from the past or those that you currently have. They are such immense blessings in our lives. My Uncle Vince always called them angels in fur coats, and I could not agree with that more. They absolutely are, and they are. They love us so unconditionally, and there's so much we can learn from them if we just sit, be quiet, and just commune with them, connect with them. They always want to connect with us. We just need to connect with them. So again, I need your help, or I'm requesting your help. Please contact me. Information is coming up here in just a second on how to contact me. Email me information, stories on your furry loved one or furless loved one or multiple. You might have be blessed to have had several in your life growing up. And if you're old like me, <laughs> then you've had several. And share that with me so I can put a show together that will be probably the best season finale we have ever had. Thank you. I so hope and pray that you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast, and more here with us. Don't be a stranger. Come around anytime, all the time. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. Um, a link can always be found in the show notes and show description. Now, I know some people like to do that. That, that helps them feel as you know they're contributing and doing something. And this is the best way because some people have asked me about setting up a Patreon and I'm completely against that I don't want to accept any kind of money for anything I'm doing here. Jesus didn't do it. Buddha didn't do it. 
I didn't do it before when I taught uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophy for four years, um, but I will accept books. So I do have a list uh, on that wish list for the show that you can, if you feel compelled to and you have the means, please don't take from your grocery money or your bill money or from just life money. If you have it and you want to make an offering, then go to the wish list and do so. I would be beyond grateful and appreciative. And by purchasing books and sending them to me, what you're doing is you're helping me educate myself so I can then pass that education on to all of you. And that also sparks and creates and inspires more and more shows. So it's a gift that keeps giving that's never ending. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. Um, as I always say, there's, it's always like crickets in my mailbox. <laughs> I don't hear much from anybody, but you know, unless it's family and there's nothing wrong with that. But I know there are so, so many of you all over the world that are listening and I completely understand and I respect your privacy. And I respect that you're quiet. Um, and, but I do want you all to know that I'm here for you all the time. And uh, again, speaking of suggestions, I mean, I know there are so many amazing angels and saints, past and present, in your community, in your country. Could even be you that the world doesn't know about, but by gosh, we should know about. Um, could be some that have come and gone that are fading from memories and hearts and we tend to you know shine the light on a lot of those here in the show and that's kind of one of the goals of this show is to make sure these beings stay alive because they are such amazing truly amazing um, it, it's tragic for someone anyone really to be their memory to be lost uh, their life to be lost and we don't want that so again please 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 feel free to contact me share these people with me even if it's you remember you don't have to be alone on your spiritual journey again I'm always here for all of you I'm always available to help guide uh, offer advice uh, you can always email me directly or contact me through the website my services are ever growing and expanding as the spirit takes me and as you all need and the cost of these services or all services I provide is absolutely zero absolutely free I'm here for you guys next is prayers uh, you guys always hear me say this and you always will I love to pray and so do listeners of the show so please let us pray for you so all of these services how do you make it happen by contacting me and how can you do that there's two ways you can do that first you can email me directly at faith and more podcast all one word faith and more podcast at gmail.com and the second way is through the website there's a contact button on the website where you can email me or you can fill out the prayer request form at the bottom of the web page you can also use that form for also asking for help, for guidance, for suggestions, for advice. Use that as well. It's a, it's a catch-all form. Use it as you need it. So in order to find the website, you go to 
Faith and More Podcast. Again, all one word. Faith and More Podcast. Wix site. W I X S I T E dot com slash my dash site. S I T E. And there's always links to my contact information, email, and the website in all of our show notes and show descriptions. So, until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you is in my heart and prayers. Bless you. <laughs>